before he went on to have the longest championship reign in UFC history, the longest win streak in UFC history, 10 title defenses in a row, 14 fight bonuses, and 17 pay-per-view main events, Anderson Silva made his debut in 2006 against Chris the Crippler Lieben. I'm Coach Snow, and this is my Hall of Fame. Welcome back to the show. Uh, today I want to talk about the debut fight of Anderson Silva. It took place on June 28, 2006, and it was against Krista Crippler Lieben, who had been a contestant on the first season of The Ultimate Fighter. Now, I mainly want to talk about this fight because, you know, as I mentioned on... Uh, the last episode, Anderson Silva has a fight this weekend with Uriah Hall, and the speculation is that this will be his retirement fight. Um, he himself has said that this would be his last fight, um, and then he has also kind of walked it back that there might be more after. Uh, I think this should probably be his last fight. Um, you know, I have a long, complicated history of being a fan of Anderson Silva. So um, just to give a little bit of the background of his career and kind of how it started, you know, he he originally fought um, in his home country of Brazil. Uh, he went on to fight in Pride, and that was the first time I ever saw him was when he was fighting in Pride. Um, he wasn't, you know, super impressive, uh, he actually lost a handful of his fights while he was there. He was very he was very interesting to watch. He was a um, he was a super high level striker. Uh, he had really in- incredible accuracy. Um, you know he you, you know I'm reminded so much of him when I watch Adesanya fight now because Silva just knew really like how to how to play angles how to throw very precise shots. He was very good with timing. Um, He had just a very unique style. And um, that was one of the things that was so impressive about him to me whenever I first saw him fight. Um, Going into this fight, you know, I had been, I had been, I'd watched, you know, obviously I'd watched the first season of The Ultimate Fighter. Chris Lieben was on there. He was, one of my least favorite people on that show, especially that first season. Um, and that kind of continued throughout his entire career with the UFC. I was just, he just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, not taking anything away from him as a fighter. He was always very entertaining to watch and I will definitely give him that much credit. He was a, he was a very interesting fighter. Uh, He was very exciting and, you know, going into this fight, he was considerably younger than Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva was already 31 going into this fight for his UFC debut. And, you know, not that 31 is old uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's definitely up there for making your debut in the UFC. Um, there was a lot of speculation leading into this fight about where Silva would sign um, for his next opponents, 
when the UFC announced in uh, April 2006 that they had signed him, they immediately started trying to find him an opponent. Um, they put together a couple of, you know, a lot of media for him to kind of introduce him to American fans that may not have been um, very familiar with him at that point in time. You know, going into, like, when I watched this fight, it was so funny to me because Chris Lieben went into this with this mindset of that, you know, Anderson Silva had lost fights and he thought that he had lost these fights against people who... Um, weren't as good of fighters as he was and and I and I kind of believe and I kind of agree with him to be fair um but you know when he came to the UFC there was only a handful of people that really knew who he was um and probably even fewer people that were really excited to see him come in and fight I was very excited to see him um you know I think that some of the fights that he had had in pride had been very entertaining. Um, but I knew that like the level of competition he was going to need to face and especially to rise up against was going to be in the UFC. Um, so when they did announce that his first fight was going to be in, against Chris Levin, I got very excited because I knew that was the perfect, that was a perfect matchup for him. Um, what's funny about it is that Chris Levin in the you know, the fight promo leading up to this had a lot of things to say about how, you know, Anderson Silva was only able to beat people that would let Silva uh, implement his game plan, and he was saying that he was going to go out there and knock him out. He was going to go out there and break his jaw. Um, and the fight lasted for about 49 seconds, and it really looked like Watching a high-level elite kickboxer, a high-level elite striker, fight somebody who had never fought before. Chris Lieben just, he, I'll give him credit that he, like, really pushed forward. But as we learned from Silva, especially over the course of his career, that pushing forward against somebody like him is not always the most beneficial thing to do. Um... If, you know, you, you can look at just the striking accuracy in that little bit of fight. Anderson Silva's striking accuracy in that fight was 85%. Um, he started just tagging him very quickly with short jabs and combos, and he was doing it just completely at will. Um, Lieben really had nothing for him, and it was, and it was, uh, it was kind of, it was kind of sad, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but you know, he, he actually, he clipped him with a couple of shots that dropped Lieben and it really looked like the fight was going to be ended right there. But, but Chris got back up and then, um, Silva just continued to land a couple of quick shots and then he got him in a clinch, hit him with the knee, dropped him. They stopped the fight. Um, and that was a lot of people's introduction to Anderson Silva now, there are a lot of other Anderson Silva fights that I'm sure I'll talk about on this podcast in the future. 
Uh, I, I thought it was appropriate to bring this up because it was his first fight in the UFC, and his fight this weekend might very well be his last. Um, so just for old time's sake and for sake of coming full circle, I felt like this was definitely the fight that I wanted to, to discuss. Um, you know, I've been a fan of the sport for a really long time. And I've seen a lot of really good fights. And, um, you know, after this fight especially, I was a huge Anderson Silva fan. Um, He was just so entertaining. He was so fun to watch. The level of striking that he would put on uh, was just next level. Uh, He would do this thing, and he continued to do this for his whole career, where he would just drop his hands. He would taunt. Um... And back then, it was just, it was very interesting to watch because nobody could handle it. I mean, at 185, he had a 75 and a half inch reach, which is impressive. But I mean, you know, he fought Chris Lee, and he had about a two inch reach advantage. But just watching the way that he would throw just quick counters, quick jabs, and was never in the way of punches, um, he was so fluid the way he could bend and move and duck. And it was and it was just like nothing that anybody had seen, I feel like at that point. I don't I don't remember ever seeing anything like that up up until then. And I've been watching it for for a few years at this point. And it was just like it was so it was so insane. And it was like we were seeing really like the next level of the sport. It was like the evolution of the sport because, you know, you had guys like that were in the first season, the ultimate fighter, people like Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner. Um, and trust me, I'll talk about that fight another time, but you saw these guys who were, who were starting to move beyond like, I'm just a kick, and and that was something I, I thought about as I was going back and watching this fight again. Something that they don't do now, and I'm really glad that they don't, because it feels so dated, is they don't say what kind of fighter somebody is. They don't say this person's a kickboxer or this person's a wrestler, because at the end of the day, it's mixed martial arts. So there's going to be multiple different fighting styles. There's going to be lots of different disciplines, lots of different techniques. And that's kind of the whole point, right? Like if you want to watch boxing, you'd go watch boxing. If you want to watch kickboxing, you'd go watch kickboxing. If you want to watch grappling, wrestling, jujitsu, I mean, you can do any of those things. Muay Thai, there's, there's any of those things you want to watch. There's a medium for those things. But in mixed martial arts, it is mixed. It is all those things. If somebody, you know, back in the early days of the UFC... You know, you had, you know, like the Tank Abbots of the world who they only did one thing. They came in and they just tried to punch a hole in you. There was no other. And while it was entertaining, it was fun to watch. And, you know, back then, given the level of competition and the level of the fighters that were fighting at that time, you know, it could be effective. But somewhere around the time of like the Ultimate Fighter season one, um, you started seeing guys who were, you know, they were probably very good at one specific thing, but they were, you know, becoming true mixed martial artists. You know, people like 
Diego Sanchez. You know, he fought in that first season of The Ultimate Fighter, and I was just so impressed with how he could not only, like, stand and strike, but he could wrestle, and he had good jiu-jitsu. Same thing with Forrest Griffin, and Forrest Griffin became better and better at it over the course of his career, but not only did he have this insane heart and just pressure and just would keep coming and never had this, like, never-give-up attitude, but he, you know, he could wrestle, he could grapple, he could take you down, he could strike, he could throw submissions, like, it, it was never just one thing. And so that kind of continued, and I felt like it really kind of culminated when Anderson Silva came to the UFC. Because, you know, in my opinion, we were seeing this really next-level guy who, you know, it, it took a little bit before people really could see how good his grappling and how good his ground game uh, really was. But, like, the level of precise striking and the level of sprawl and takedown defense, it just was, like, it really looked like nothing we had ever seen before. Like, there were definitely great fighters, but this was the first time that I ever saw someone who I just thought, you know, wow, like, this guy is really different. Like, this guy is next level. And, um, and from there, the competition, the level of competition in the UFC just continued to climb and it continued to get better. And, you know, I really believe that watching Anderson Silva fight not only changed my life as a fan, I think it drew quite a few more eyes to the UFC as a whole. And I honestly, like, I think I can say without any exaggeration that the UFC 100% would not be where they are today if it wasn't for Anderson Silva. And the level of just athleticism, the level of skill that he brought, um, that he brought to the cage whenever he came. And like I said, there's, there's nothing wrong with going back and watching some of his older fights. They're, they're definitely interesting. If you've got UFC Fight Pass, you can go back and watch some of his uh, Cage Rage fights. And, you know, they're not, they're certainly not um, uninteresting fights. And that was, you know, I saw some of his Cage Rage fights back in the day, but the first time I ever saw him fight was uh, in Pride. <clears throat> and, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, as a fan, especially as a fan who's been around and watching this sport as long as I have, to see Anderson Silva still, at his age, um, still in there and still fighting, and still, I mean, I I think that it's, I think you would be very hard-pressed to not think that this guy has to be in the competition for one of the greatest fighters of all time. Um, He just... He just is like it's it's insane. He's been doing this since nineteen ninety seven. Um, you know he he had, when he started in nineteen ninety seven, and then didn't make his debut in the UFC for, um, you know for another what four years or nine years. Um, it's crazy, and he's 
45 years old now. I mean, it blows my mind. And, um, yeah, I think that he's one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, a lot of it stems back to this first fight that I, that I saw him fight in. And, um, I'm looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to seeing him fight again this weekend. And I really hope that this is it. I hope this is kind of like the last thing. And, you know, as much as I like Uriah Hall, I really want to see Silva give him a really good showing. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this is a good fitting into the career for the spider. So, um, yeah. So I feel like I've kind of gone off the rails and just sort of drifted a little bit this last little piece of the show. And I apologize for that. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it home. Um, as always, like and subscribe. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, my email is coachsnowpod at gmail.com. And, um, you know, again, like always, if you see this on, if you, if you're seeing this listed on like a social media platform, give it a share, you know, tell somebody about it. If it's something that you're interested in, um, they might be interested in it too. So, uh, that's it for today, guys. I will see you next week and, uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks.